Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 407, recorded live on Saturday, April 11th, 2015, which is also International Tabletop Day. And How here is are that your a host, thing? The man who was here and ready to go on time, Dave Pillay. Hey! You were really quiet there, Dave. Hi. And the man who was late, Andy Lowe. Hi. That's a bit of a role reversal. I know. A little bit of a late start. We had stuff that we needed to get done today. Needed, wanted, both? Uh, both. Okay. A little bit of need, a little bit of want. Okay, that's fine. How is International Board Game Day a thing? No, no, no. International Tabletop Day. How is International Tabletop Day a thing? I'm not sure, but it has a whole website, and it's got Will Wheaton as a spokesperson. Okay. How is this a thing? <laughs> like, how is this not clearly recognized as board game manufacturers trying to sell stuff? I'm not sure. Okay, then. I think it's also, well, it's got a big, I'm not sure if it's a, it's got a, it's got a uh, charity attached to it as well. Okay, that's good. What charity? Uh, the great, uh, brother, big brother, big sisters of greater Los Angeles and other big That's brother, good. big sister chapters across everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them. But yes, there are a lot of, um, game companies who are sponsors of this. Yeah. Amazon is having a sale on a bunch of board games today. Our, uh, local comic book store has uh 20% off all non-collectible card game or non-collectible games so everything other than ccgs which is really everything other than magic yes let me see what my local stores are doing pegasus games um oh wow will wheaton's got a hell of a beard now yeah he does no will wheaton is not at pegasus doesn't look like they've got any specials today uh, and does, uh, I'm bored is doing stuff, but I don't see any sort of deals. So yeah, it's a thing. International Tabletop Day. Yes, that is today. So we'll be visiting our comic book store after this. Okay. Are see you going to go what? buy anything? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Our, uh, I told you our niece got the, we, yeah, the, the turtle programming game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get a Robo Rally, so we'll see if it's cheaper there or on Amazon. My guess, Amazon, but... Probably. Especially if it's on sale on Amazon today. True. It's a good game. No, I don't doubt it. I I have enjoyed playing that game many times. Yep. Yeah, we should probably do that as a review at some point. Didn't we? I'm not sure. You know, having how many 400 episodes... Well, thankfully, not all of the ep- episodes have a review, but we do have, like, a lot of reviews. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Let's see, let me Brand. just see. Tony, uh, I've started at 201 for yep. reviews. So we have 200 reviews. 200-ish. Let's see. The first random topic recap in there was... Oh, look, you're in the list. Yep. 246. Okay. That was number... So it's been a while since we've, we've actually recorded, Andy. Yes, yes it has. Speaking of random topic recaps. Yeah, because uh, we had our April Fool's episode. Yes. Well done, sir. Thank you. Let me just say, I could even only listen to that for like 10 minutes before I'm you, just like... You got way more than I did. I was in there for like two, and I said, okay, well, that's that. 
There are um, two Easter eggs, though, with that episode. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to load it into an audio recorder and look at the waveform and figure out where those are. Have fun with that one. Unless the Easter egg is that you had encoded something in Morse code. All I'm going to say is there's two Easter eggs in there. I hate you. One obvious one and one not so obvious one. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else has happened since the last time we've recorded? We had Passover. Passover was good. Passover was delicious. Very delicious. And we had March Madness. Oh, March Madness. The finals. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, March Madness. I scored in sixth place of 160-some people. Dave scored sixth place of 100 and... Okay, so my standing, 167th. Okay, so I guess 170-ish people. 185. 185, and I got sixth. I got 167th. I feel uh, pretty good about it. Yeah. Kate also, you know, uh, does this as well. Every yeah, and her goal is just to beat you. Yeah. So she put it together, I think, during a, two commercial breaks on some TV show we were watching, and she beat me. Yeah. Well, she and I have, have very similar technique and very similar goals. Just to beat me, yeah. Yeah. Although, for what it's worth, I didn't design this bracket to beat you. I had another friend who invited me to a bracket um, before I, I remembered about Jeff's and went and did Jeff's. And so it was the same bracket for both of them. And I dominated in that one. I actually got first in that one. Nice. Did you get anything for that? No. No money. It was only six people. Ah. But woo! Also, I I felt really bad for the rest of Wisconsin, but woo! (laughs) Yeah, they did not play well on that last game. Came into work the next day and everyone was like so upset. I know that feeling. We have a lot of uh, Wisconsin... uh, Transplants, because mm-hmm. the, the company's headquarters is in Wisconsin, so a lot of people have come from there yep. or, you know, work with people from Wisconsin. So, yeah, once MSU was out of the game, everybody's like, come on, Wisconsin, or not when, M- when MSU was, yeah, when MSU lost. And they were like, all right, Wisconsin. And then Wisconsin lost. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it was, it was a little sad, but whatever. Duke won. My bracket won. I was very pleased with that. Can't believe Duke won. How would I have, I wonder how that would have turned out if I had Wisconsin winning and Wisconsin won. I wonder where I would have been in those standings. I don't know. It's, I always hate when the Big Ten does well because Monahan's bracket is very Midwestern centric. So there's a lot of people who put a little extra emotional baggage on the Midwest teams. Which explains why I got sixth when I said, well, Wisconsin's going to go really far, but they're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a thing. Yep. People have emotional attachment to some teams. So, yes, so congratulations on getting sixth. Thank you. Thank you. I will never, ever, ever do that well again. That's coming from somebody who I did I win or did I get second one year on Monahan's pool? Um, it, was it a really early on year? Uh, no, I think it was like one of the er, early first, on year. It it was one of the things where we were just in college at the time. Okay, so like the fifth year in, something like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Did you? Hold on, let me just look from 
Jeff Monahan. Are you going back like 14 years, well, 11 years worth of emails? It's only found the most recent ones, so. Did he change his email address? Payout was pretty big this year. First place got $800. Hmm. I must have gotten rid of those emails from years ago. That's too bad. I'll just ask Monahan what I did, because he's probably got that listed somewhere. Probably. So yeah, March Madness was interesting. Passover. April Fool's Day. Oh my Yay. gosh, April Fool's Day. Yay! It's, uh, you know what? I, I realized this year, April Fool's Day, do you remember back in like elementary school when there'd be Carnival Day? Yes. And they just, like, there were games and there was no, nothing was taken seriously. It was all just fun. April Fool's is Carnival Day for the internet. I was planning on doing something for April Fool's Day for work, but I spent the entire previous day trying to figure out why nobody could print in the office. Yeah. So I decided that was enough uh, harassment of people. (laughs) Haha, the printers are broken. Yeah. Somebody tried to print a slow cooker recipe, which, you know, is entirely not work related. Right. And the PDF borked up the print spool. And so they then they tried to print it on the other printer. So it borked up that borked one. Borked up that and, print spool. <laughs> and then um, we had just changed print servers and I had forgotten to remove the old one off of everybody's profile. Oops. So then she tried to print using the old print spool, which was still up and running to that printer. So I cleared out the print spool on the new print server, and then it still wasn't working. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. Let me check the old server still. And it was still broken. Yep. So yeah, one person had single-handedly shut down the entire printing of the, the building. Did you you know, send a, a slightly harshly worded email saying, stop printing personal stuff? Yeah. Okay. You single-handedly brought down the entire station? Well, luckily, we had a new printer in there, and I had not set up the new print server connection on their account to the new one. So luckily, some people were able to, you know, just print to that one instead. But still, no, there was was a lot of people who I had not set up the print server yet on the new one. Oh, it was crazy. Well, good job taking care of it. My boss did an April Fool's joke for the company. Yeah. He sent out a BCC email to everybody okay. in the company stating that there was, um, oh, hold on, let me let me read you this email because it's got a bunch of things in it. Once I switch to the correct inbox in my email. Come on, come on. All right, here we go. Uh, it's, uh, inter- it's titled inter- Internet Proactive Notification for Ticket Number 4012015. On IP 734.325.115.6, this email is to inform you that a proactive trouble ticket has been created on IP address, yada, 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 circuit ID DE4D.27448.367.4 IT. Okay. Asset address is unknown. User is you. This is to inform you that your father board has detected suspicious internet surfing habits on your domain. We are proactively monitoring our, our proactive monitoring tools have submitted your browsing history to the local network administrator for further review. <laughs> if you had verified the computer has power and the equipment is turned on at the premise, please continue to work as normal and know the internet might be slow since we have to clean it now. That's awesome. An update status will not continue to be provided though, uh, provided though throughout the life of this trouble ticket since it is April 1st, 2015. Nice. 
please surf safe and take care. Very, very nice. At the bottom, it says this email has been automatically generated and responses will go to a non-monitored email address because we really don't care. (laughs) So that went out April 1st at about 7.45 in the morning. Yeah. Six (laughs) minutes before somebody forwarded this to me going, what's going on? What did I do? (laughs) Like, did you actually read it? Well, there's not a lot of technically savvy people in our company. So some people got it. It says at the very end, it's April 1st. Yeah, some people got the joke. And were, I, I guess according to Tyson, he was getting emails back within three minutes. Yep. Um, but some people got the joke. Like somebody sent an email, which I thought the funniest response to this was, Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to go to Ancestry.com, but I accidentally went to Incestry.com. Ah, ha, ha. Funny fact, found some of our relatives on there as well. <laughs> so, yeah, so there were some people who got it and thought it was funny. Other That's people didn't get joke. it, including the head of the HR department. That is a good, good joke. I like that. Oh. So, yeah, so I was answering phones and emails all morning going, no, it's just a joke. You don't have to worry about it. So I sent him an email going, yeah, thanks for having everybody prank me by, you know, having my phone and email go off all day about this. Yeah. But that was okay. I spent most of my morning playing Pac-Man anyway. Playing Pac-Man? Yes, because Google Maps April Fool's joke was Pac-Man. Was Pac-Man. Last year it was Pokemon, right? Yes. This year it's Pac-Man. This year's Pac-Man, yeah. So you could take your Google Maps to wherever you would like to go to. Press a button and play and, Pac-Man. Yeah, if there are enough roads in the area, you will get to play Pac-Man. Now, I, I played it. It was a little weird because it seemed inconsistent on where the wrapping was. When you go off one side of the screen where you end up, didn't seem to be regular. No. And so it was really hard to plan and, and get around the ghosts because... You'd go in one way, and you'd come out not where you thought you were going to come out. Did you find any good places to play Pac-Man? I went to some of the subdivisions around us that had a lot of streets closely gridded together. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit fun. I played it at at work. Oh, I I can see that. Because we have a pretty interesting little road system at work, and so I played it there. So what other April Fool's jokes did you enjoy? Oh, my God. There were so many. Uh, wrote one or two of them down. We had Pac-Man. Uh, League of Legends had had their nerf announcement. Which I so thought last year meant- they Go ahead. Well, because I th- I, last year they had it where it was like ultra, ultra rapid mode. Like everything was... Ultra, yep. It was called Ultra Rapid Fire Earth. Okay. Named after Earth the Manatee. And Ultra Rapid Fire was... Uh, well, it's, it's what it sounds like. It was all of your cooldowns were very fast. Everyone had bonus speed. Everyone had bonus attack power. Like, it was just a really fast, fun match. And so, for the last year, people have been saying, bring back Earth Mode. It's fun. And so, for April 1st this year, Riot unveiled Nerf Mode, the new Ultra Rapid Fire. Ah. Which was the opposite no, I thought the I thought it was a joke. Well, like it, they they said it was going to be super yeah, slow. They they did. They said it's going to be nerf. It's going to be the new ultra rapid fire. Everyone has uh, move speed reduction. Everyone has cooldown inflation. 
uh, mana and and energy costed more. So like it was a slow game, except they actually just re-implemented Earth. So the April Fools was ah ha ha. We're making a joke mode, and then they went and actually put in Earth mode again. It was quite humorous to see everybody going, oh, God, not this one. Why is everything going to have to be so slow? No. But instead, they just did their old stuff again, which yeah. that's, that takes skills to make a, make a fake mode, freak everybody out, fake them out, and then do something else entirely. Yep. So, yeah, there were uh, the typical Think Geek products. Which I did enjoy the Mad Max Power Wheels. That what looks pretty was, cool. What else did they put on? There was Mad Max Power Wheels. There was... If you go to my the, the April Fool's Roundup. Roundup, yep. The steam-powered cabinet. Yeah. A steam so I machine. If you click the, the two equal signs on the upper right, it goes into list mode rather than clicking through for gallery mode. Cool. The Voltron Cat Condo. <laughs> if I had the, cats, man. The if I had cats. beer with rocket fuel. <laughs> That's so cute. So which of these do you think will be made into a real product? Because they always know. try, right? They always try to do something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Groot beer plus rocket fuel might be interesting. Side note, yeah, speaking of... Would that just be like a relabeled... Um, 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 root beer of some kind? Like balls root beer or Maybe. something with like five hours attached to it? Do it yourself selfie rig. <laughs> what else did we have? time book or sorry time hop since facebook kind of took their idea and ran with it time book came out as a way to connect with your friends from around the world via time hop what that is was a bit hop? of a yeah thanks facebook for taking our idea and you know not what doing is, anything with it what is time hop time hop is a way to uh if you if you post something like umpteen years ago it will actually say like oh hey do you remember three years ago today you posted this hmm Facebook is now doing that, though, because uh, five years ago today was the Martian Marathon with Catherine. And so there was a picture of me and Catherine. I'm like, what the? Oh, that was five years ago. What is going on? Oh, it's this whole remember when sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There's the button on Reddit, which is still going on. It is. Have you pressed the button? I have not yet pressed the button. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, routinely getting down to about 45 seconds. That's pretty low because I remember when it first came out, it was you couldn't even see it. It was past eight 59. clicks per second per second when it first came out. It was between eight and sixteen clicks per second. Jeez, YouTube's April Fools was kind of funny because any video you would type in, they would ask, "Did you mean Sam Storm by Darude?" Which we all know that song. <laughs> they also added a button to the video player that any sound get replaced by sandstorm by darude it was awesome add music i liked it yeah any video doesn't matter what it was you could add <laughs> made for some interesting like uh some benny hill type mashup sort of things <laughs> that's what youtube needs a benny hill yakety sax button just so yeah. just a button that oh, the audio's boring turn on yakety sax man i missed some of these I'm looking down this list. I clearly missed some good jokes. I put a couple people's homepages to com.google. That was fun. What? Com.google. Oh, for doing it backwards? Yeah. That's so mean. Yeah, it just goes to Google now. Did you did you do that at work or what? Oh, a couple of people on there. I thought you said you weren't going to do any pranks at work. 
No, I just I pointed people for com.google. Mm-hmm. And then they were all freaking, what did you do to my computer? Yeah, I, I, again, I thought you, you said you weren't going to do any of that at work. Wasn't really at work. Okay. Did it involve people from work? Yes. So how is it not at work? Because it wasn't at work. Where was? I don't know. Okay. In any case, <laughs> Clue Game of Thrones edition. Some great stuff in here. So yeah, April Fool's. That was Yay. something. It was. So now on to one thing that came out on April 1st that wasn't April Fool's. Amazon Dash Button. Yes. So there's actually two things here. There's Amazon Dash and Amazon Dash Button. They are actually two separate things. Amazon Dash has been around um, for about a year. And so the, the Dash links with Amazon Fresh. And it's a barcode scanner slash microphone that's Wi-Fi enabled. And so you scan a product and it orders it. Nice. Or you press the microphone and you say a word and it orders that product. And it's hooked up with Amazon Fresh, so it's like next day delivery and it comes to your door, etc., etc. The Dash button is a much simpler, less versatile version of that. And the Dash is, button is a button. That it's, a, orders it's literally one-click ordering. For a single product. For a single product. You tell Amazon what the product is and you push the button. And they order more. Yes, they order one more. And as long as the item has not been delivered, you could keep pressing the button and it won't matter. But what if I want to order like two or three of it? Well, you have to wait for one to come back and then you push the button again and then you can get a second one. But that is inefficient. I'm sorry. Maybe there's another way to do this. I don't know. Nobody's actually gotten these dash buttons yet. Everybody I mean, literally the, thought it was April Fool's joke, but the, it isn't. The easier way to do it is to make a subscription. Yeah. Because you can do that on Amazon. You can subscribe to certain products and they will just mail it to you. Well, I requested one. I also requested one. I'm kind of curious. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, though. And do they all come with, like, do they come as a specific product already? Do you get a generic button that you can then link to products i'm not sure how do they determine what cap comes on the button that has the product on it these are very excellent questions that nobody knows yet because these things are not out yet Hmm. request information for the dash replenishment service interesting so yeah uh, why do people actually announce products on april 1st i don't know that feels like a really bad idea. Yes. Google did that. Not this year, but many years ago. Gmail is was uh, April 1st. Yep. What was Gmail's April Fool's this year? Um, it was the... I think Inbox had one. I didn't even notice. I was kind of sheltered on April 1st. I was busy at work. Because I know Google Fiber did one. Google Maps did one. Yeah, I think it was just Inbox that did one. Okay, but what was it? Uh, Google Inbox. Um, oh, it's the it's the smart mailbox is what they said. It's like Inbox, but for your physical mailbox. Interesting. Which you actually had the same idea like that, where if you had junk mail, it would automatically mark it as junk mail and then put into some sort of waste receptacle. Oh my God, that's that ah, <laughs> that's such a waste. So, what do we have that's newer news? Newer than April first. Yes. Newer than International Tabletop Day? Well, that's that's today, so that's hard to be newer right. than today. So it's it's hard to beat that. Uh, tablets being used for combat. Like as a throwing star? 
no, <laughs> although I guess it's like a last resort, except that would be a really bad idea because there's some really sensitive information on these tablets. Yeah. Previously, if you were on the ground as a, a combatant and you were pinned down by mortar fire, what would you do? Call in for some airstrike against whoever's ever actually firing the motor against me. Correct. Mortar. Motar. More. More. Tur. Tur. Mortar. Mortar. There you go. So that is that is the, the technique. That is the standard, and that's what you kind of, it's kind of the best way to handle it. Uh, it used to take half an hour to an hour for that to happen. Because you'd have to radio it in and you'd have to give directions and locations and say Oh, and by the way, the people at this street corner next to it are friendlies, and the people on that street corner are friendlies, and oh shit, the first street corner just moved, so now they're over here, and it's complex, and not good, and prone to mistakes. Well, DARPA has addressed this issue. (laughs) I love DARPA acronyms. This is great. Ready? Yeah. The Kinetic Integrated Low-Cost Software Integrated Tactical Combat Handheld. Kill Switch. The Kill Switch. Ah. It's a, a it's software on a tablet where you basically like point and click and designate things like friendly and enemy and label mortar and it can call in the airstrike and it it integrates with the uh the systems on the planes. So within six minutes, actually four minutes, I think is what they said. Six was their goal. Four minutes. They can finish the strike. That's something. It has not been used in live combat, but it has been used in uh, simulations, like Hmm. tactical war games, basically. Well, then. Well, you're always talking about information is the key to to battles. Yep. The more information you have, the easier it is to control the, the theater of combat. Yep. If you can get information out to people quicker and have it update faster, more power to them. This is just, oh, God. It's scary, Andy. Combine that with this other one. I don't have a a link for it up here, but a Japanese company taught a robot how to sword fight. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Because, you know, nothing bad can ever come from that. It's a uh, it's a Japanese company for optical image recognition and processing. And the whole thing is like they're making claims that their software can process the image and react faster than humans. And so to demonstrate, they made a sword fighting robot. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Because, you know, there's got to be some sort of, you know, like hard kill switch on the robot. But if it ever goes rogue... How are you going to be able to get to the kill yep. switch if, if it it's defending fight. itself with a sword? I just, I, I feel like that will not end well. Nope. So OnLive is dead? Is this what I'm... OnLive is pretty much dead. Like, dead, 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 dead. It's too bad. They really pushed out some pretty hardcore marketing, and they had a lot of money behind it. Mm-hmm. But the tech just wasn't there. When did they start? I wonder... Let's see if I can find, um, no, freaking resident advisor. Founded in 2003. Okay. But when did we start talking about it? Uh. Yeah, like we don't, we don't have a good way to check that. Okay, OnLive was announced at GDC in 2009. Uh, it was said it was going to launch in June 17th, 2010. 
So probably 2009 to 2010, somewhere in that range. Okay. Because I remember when we first started talking about it that it we didn't think it had the tech. We didn't think that they would be able to actually provide what they were talking about. Yeah. And turns out they couldn't. Those poor, poor bastards. So it looks like uh, all of the company's patents have been sold off to Sony. Yep. So they're probably place- okay. They made off with money. Yeah, and uh, PlayStation Now now probably has a bunch of patents well, I that mean, they Well, I mean, Sony's been trying to do stuff with that for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So not a huge surprise. So you know what else is dead? What else is dead? I mean, a lot of things are also dead. Um, newspaper. It's not dead. Magazines. Yet. Not dead yet. Um, eight tracks. Okay, those are dead. Most magnetic storage. <laughs> Hey, um, hey, no, no, actually. Besides Google's archive. Damn it. That's why I said most. Um, what else is dead? The modem industry. Yes. Um, car phones. Yes. W- would you like me to actually, you know, tell you what I was trying to go with? Sure. Personal audio's patent challenge. Who's? Remember the, the uh, back late 2013, uh, Adam Kroll and a couple other podcasters got Letters from Personal Audio LLC. Claiming that they own the word podcast? Yes. Yeah. And they had the patent for it and that, um, you know, they would, in order to avoid litigation, you had to pay them money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And? The EFF uh, created a crowdfunding challenge to the patent, which they submitted to the patent office. And the patent office finally uh, responded. Saying... The 504 patent has a priority date of 1996, but as the EFF showed during its challenge to the patent office, that's hardly the beginning of, quote-unquote, episodic content for the Internet. There are two examples of key examples of earlier technology. One is the CNN's Internet Newsroom, which the patent office judges found to fulfill the key claims of having episodes, an updated compilation file, and a predetermined URL for the compilation files. So you're telling me the only reason he lost is because someone beat him to the to doing it. Well, no, because they had filed the patent back in for ni- back in what 1996. But everybody's like, really? That's this has been going episodic content on the internet. Internet has been going on for a lot longer than that. Right. The, the key example was the CNN Internet Newsroom, which the patent office agreed. Right. I'm saying because it existed already, he wasn't able to make the claim of of patenting it. Yes. Well, okay then. So it's gone and done. Yes, the his patent has been invalidated. Yay! Andy and I don't owe some dude money for four hundred and six episodes. Yay! So that's good. Now we don't have to worry about that. Nobody else does. Granted, he already got over a million dollars from CBS, and he got some undisclosed amount from Adam Carolla. So he did get some money for this, but no more. Yep, it's gone, done. Yep. Yay! Oh, speaking of episodic content online. Uh, Daredevil started up yesterday. Yes. I'm aware of this. I've watched two episodes. How about you? Uh, since I don't have Netflix, I have seen zero Ooh. episodes. Uh, do you want to borrow a Netflix account? No, I'm good. I could probably get the free trial through my Chromecast for a couple of months, if okay. I remember correctly. I don't know. What was that? What was the website? It was Chromecast Offers, I think. Oh. No Chromecast devices found. Ah ha 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 In any case, this this lawsuit patent bullshit is dead. Yes. So we can all be happy for it. Yes. Okay. 
So other lawsuit type things. Um, so a uh, little while ago, I think while we were offline, i.e. not recording episodes. Yes. Um, EA shut or no, uh, was it uh, 2K? Sorry. 2K shut down the online servers for NBA 2K14. Okay. Wait, 2K14? Yes. That's like very recent. Yes. Why did they shut down the servers? Well, because they decided they didn't want to host the servers anymore for multiplayer gaming. Okay. The uh, side effect, though, is that when the servers shut down, which we all expect, you know, online gaming servers to shut down eventually, right? I don't know if we all is the proper term there. I'm sure a lot of people buy those games without thinking about the fact that online matchmaking will eventually be turned off. True. But anyway, it got shut down. Yes. Um, previous created save files in my career and my GM modes, which are single player modes, can no longer pass a built in server check on the PS4 and the Xbox One versions of the games, which means those files are simply unusable and that this, all that single player progress has been lost. Oops. So, you know, if you created a single player game while before this happened and, you know, you save your progress, your SOL. Yes. That sucks. Not anymore, though, because uh, they, after, you know, complaints about this going, hey, I'd like to, you know, get access to my game yes. that I paid for on the single player version. Yes. Uh, 2K responded by restoring the NBA 2K14 servers and all online services. Beginning today, we are now, we are extending the support of all NBA 2K servers from 18 to 27 months following each release, giving our players more time to experience and enjoy the highest rated NBA simulation video game franchise. The options, the opinions of our community continue to have a positive impact on our business decisions as we strive to create the best possible experience for all our, our, all our fans. Aww. Which you notice in that they say nothing about being able to access the single-player games, you know, once the 27 months are up rather than the 18 months. Uh, that doesn't sound right. So you get, you get, another, you get another nine months, and then we're going to go through this again. Are they providing a way to, like, pull it so it doesn't do that anymore? They have not say. That doesn't sound right. tight. <laughs> Thank you. Like, that doesn't sound good at all. No. That sounds the opposite of good. So yeah, so they literally just kicked the can down the road for a couple more months. I was like, well, it won't be my problem then. I'm planning on leaving 2K. Yeah. Ah! So this... I mean, it's a great temporary stopgap if you have another plan for afterwards. They do not have a plan for afterwards, do they? No. So this sort of tails into the fact that, I'm not sure if we talked about this back last November. Mm Mm-hmm. But the EFF put a petition in to the Library of Congress, who is in control of the DMCA, asking that users be allowed to modify access controls and online authentication checks for legally obtained games when the game servers authorized by the the developer are permanently shut down, which we might have talked about this last year. I'm not sure. It doesn't sound familiar, but I like it. So the EFF petitioned the Library of Congress saying, hey, can you put a little footnote in the DMCA saying, okay, if let's say 2K permanently shuts down their online servers, they are no longer available. Let us allow the users to modify the game files so that these games can still be... Now, by allow, I mean, it's not make us, you know, it's not making EA or 2K provide means to do this. No. 
It's allow, it's saying make it so that other people don't get prosecuted for it. Yes. So if the 2K14 servers went down, I as a third party could host my own 2K14 servers. And so when you go online, you can, you know... Connect to Andy's server. Yeah, connect to Andy's server and do it. Or if, you know, the save files phone home for some odd reason, you could still be able to access the single-player portion of your game. So the the EFF put this request in, and no surprise, the ESA, with support of the MPAA and the RIAA, is arguing against this. No shit. 71-page brief... ESA says that these kinds of workarounds can't be separated out from the wider piracy prevention functions that the DMCA protects against. To add third-party server support to a console game, for instance, the ESA argues that the user has to first get around access controls built into the software and the hardware itself to modify the code. Consequently, the proposed exemption would, in fact, eviscerate virtually all forms of access protection used to prevent video game piracy. Hacking the video game access controls requires, by definition, hacking of the video game console or similar device in order to play the hacked video game. Yes, I, I am aware of that. No, this, this is what the ESA is writing. I know, in and, thing, and I'm, so. I actually kind of agree with it. Like, there's really no other way to do it if they're not required. This is why I was saying it's not requiring them to assist. If no. they are not required to assist, there's no way to make that server, make Andy's server, without hacking the game to figure out how that server needs to be built. Which I'm... Okay, so 2K14 gets shut down. Yeah. Who is the victim of the piracy then if all you're trying to do is get the game functional? Doesn't matter. Just because they still have It's the, still their code. It's still their code. It's still their copyright. It doesn't matter that they've completely abandoned it. Yep. It's still theirs and you can't touch it. Yep. Now, if, if they were required instead to say, here is the source code for the server, or here is a modification so that it doesn't go to the server anymore, that's different. I'm, I'm totally for that. And I'm totally okay with them saying, like, we won't prosecute you for modifying the game file, but you, you still can't get the information you're going to need. It's a very fine line is what this is. Because, yes, by, they are correct in their assumption saying that, yes, hacking the video games is hacking the video games. And I agree that is illegal. But this is, this is somewhat of... I, oh, this is, it's they they have they have a place to stand. They are defending this correctly, but it's just it seems almost like a dick move. I mean, it seems like a dick move shutting down the servers after a year and a half. Yeah, no, that is also a dick move. And you know, not testing to see what would happen with the single player games once you shut down the online server. Yeah, or even if they did test, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did do testing, but. They probably tested on their internal network where it had access to the server anyway. <laughs> so yeah, not a huge fan of the whole situation. I think that there are some pretty serious issues here that do need to be addressed. I think game companies should not promise a multiplayer game and design a multiplayer game that is 100% dependent on their own servers. That's See, this is always the problem with server-based, cloud-based technologies. What happens when the server disappears? Yes, that's what I actually I actually enjoy this. There's um, so our automation software is a client server based system. So we have a central server that has all of our music files, all of our commercial files, all of our PSA files okay. stored in one centralized location. It's got the RAID five backup. It's got the dual backup, dual power supplies. It's 
secure. But heaven forbid something happens, like, you know, the network card completely failing on that box. Because then everything stops. Yes, but the system is built in. Um, when the box first connects to the central server, we specify certain categories that should be stored locally on the workstation as well. So it's like, oh, the alternative station goes, hey, can I just have a copy of the alternative library that I'm going to store locally? That's nice. Yeah. So That's heaven, well designed. Forbid, heaven forbid the central server goes down. There's you, still still have, lo- you still have your local content. Yeah, so That's, it can actually still function. Yay, well, redundancy! I know. It's When I first saw that, I'm like, what the... Because they call it island mode, and I'm like, Why the, what the hell is island mode? <laughs> it's for when oh. the central one goes down. Uh, it yeah. could also be used for, like, I mean, if you've got at each of the little local stations, like a small library of emergency messages, you could use that to uh, continue broadcasting information to people should there be a disaster? Oh, believe me, the amount of redundancy in the EAS department now is crazy. EAS? The emergency alert system. Ah. Having gone to and watched, <laughs> gone to uh, workshops about this and watched extremely boring webinars on this topic, it is interesting, which reminds me, I actually have to set up one of our EAS boxes because there's this whole iPods network thing that's going on in the background as well. So we're going to have regular radio connections, Andy. an internet connection, Andy. and a backup satellite connection. Andy. Yes, sorry. Back to topics. YouTube. Yay! His like plan YouTube. on rolling out a subscription plan. Boo! <laughs> what, what is the subscription for? Is it removing ads? I might yes. actually do that. You can subscribe and lose the, oh my god, a subscription service for ad-free videos. Yes, it is literally how, a subscription service for ad-free videos. How much are they looking? They have not said. Don't nobody tell me knows. it's this $10 a month bullshit. I don't care that much. No, nobody knows what the price is going to be. They just I'd said pay, a monthly fee. They don't have I'd a pay price a dollar a month. It. What? I'd pay a dollar a month for ad-free YouTube. I, how much would I pay for ad-free YouTube? I don't know because I don't know if I use YouTube enough for content that has ads attached to it. Now, I'm kind of annoyed, you know, when it's uh, a minute and a half ad for a minute and a half video and I can't skip it because they paid enough to allow it not to be skipped. That gets a little annoying, but I can probably count on one or two hands how many times that's happened to me. I don't know. Ad-free YouTube. Mm. Yep. I would say I... I would say I might go... Two dollars a month. Two dollars a month. month. Yeah. Twenty four dollars a year. Heck, I'll even give it an extra buck. Twenty five dollars a year. So that anytime free. I go to YouTube anywhere under my account. Ad free. Ad free. Oh my god. You know when they need to, to unveil that and April release first? it? No. What happened in this last week, Andy? National news. National news that happened in the last week. Yep. Something is getting underway for next year. In particular for November of next year. Election season. Election season has started. Oh my god, if I could pay not to get the political ads... <gasps> you'd pay more than $25 a year. You'd pay $25 a month. Oh my god. they did this like halfway through October. I do have to say, though, that you know, being in the industry that provides those ads to people over the radio... Yeah. Yay, political season. <laughs> really? 
because your your station's about to make a lot more money. I do. I'm not sure on the numbers, but I feel like there is a slight uptick in the amount of. There were times where our things were basically like overbooked with ads. I have a feeling at some point we probably could have just played Nothing an hour it. of ads. Yeah, we would have lost every single one of our listeners. <laughs> W-A-D-D, all ads, all the time. It's like those infomercial channels on, on your cable thing there. It's like, why, why do you even make this channel? Because they're getting paid gobs of money to do that. Yeah. But, oh, man, oh, paying for political free YouTube. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if they just hold off until September or October of next year, when the ads are at their highest, I'd pay... Like- 10 or 15 bucks not to see those political ads. Not a year. I'd pay like right there (laughs) for the price of like three movie tickets. I could choose not to see political ads for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's kind of funny watching our, I might even pay. This is, this is how bad it gets. I might even consider paying to see other ads. (laughs) Be like, you're going to see an ad. It'll be a political ad or for a buck, we'll show you something else. Now I feel like I should just start up ads that are just like kitties in a box or something and be like, this could have been a political ad. Aren't you glad it's not? <laughs> Here are some cats. RAPodcast.net. <laughs> Andy, I think you just came up with a new ad campaign for us. Like, here's a video of kittens. That's nope. it. Yeah. And then you just put up the logo. Or you, you, no, you, you, I guess you could say, like, this could have been a political ad. Aren't you glad it's not? Yeah. Brought to you by RAPodcast.net. I'm Dave Pillay. I approve this message. <laughs> I think we can do that. The problem, I, I, well, the problem with doing that, of course, is that we have to buy the same airtime as political ads. Yes. Which is super expensive. True. So, um, WoW tokens went live. Andy, how much does, like, a 10-second spot cost on the radio? 10-second billboard. Are you talking during daytime hours or nighttime hours? Well, it also depends on which radio stations you're going for, because the stations... Give me a ballpark figure, daytime cost. Uh, Some stations can normally do, probably, normally they, they, some stations, you can get ads on there for a dollar or a holler. A dollar, a holler? A dollar or a holler means one dollar for 15 second billboard ad. Okay. Because I'm I'm stuck on this idea of like, aren't you glad it's not a political ad? We could do that. Even on the radio. Just put like the sound of a, a, of waves of a beach. Okay. Wow gold. Yes. Wow tokens. Blizzard has implemented them. You can now purchase in the real world by spending money a virtual item that gives you game time when you use it. You can then in the virtual world sell that item. So people can spend real money to get gold or you can spend gold to get game time. Yep. Which the price was all over the map when it first came out. And has tanked. Well, it, it hasn't tanked. The price of gold has tanked. Yes. Um, going originally, auction house price for WoW token. Yeah, the, the price is tanked. So Blizzard originally, put it twenty dollars, like thirty thousand gold. Yeah, twenty dollars could get you thirty thousand gold originally. Now it's let's see where it's at currently right now. Uh, North American realms right now it's right around twenty four thousand one hundred and sixty five. Yeah. So if you had gotten in early on this, it was better for you. Yes. If you are planning on spending gold to purchase the item, waiting has gotten better for you. Yes. 
Well, we'll see what happens. Now, just to, because basically they did this to try and combat the gold farmers. Except it's not going to do that. Well, let's see how much. Like, it's really not going to do that. If anything, it's just going to increase the gold farming. Among other things, gold farmers can now pay for their own subscriptions. True. 24,000 gold. All right, let's see how much 24,000 gold is going for on Argent Dawn. Argent Dawn Alliance, 25,000 gold is 50 bucks. I don't even know where the like the the big thir- servers are anymore. I, they combined most of them. In fact, I think the auction houses no auction houses are still by server cluster, but they are by cluster. So like on on the server I play on, there's three or four servers that are part of that cluster. A couple other places, twenty bucks gets me twenty thousand dollars in gold or twenty thousand gold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they it's it seems to be slightly uh, slightly better than what you would get from a gold farmer. Yep. So we'll see how that one settles down after the massive fluctuation in the first, you know, Little couple bit. of days wears off. Yep. So what else we got? Anything on there? No. Let's see. Uh, YouTube subscription, wallpaper. Uh, some kid in Florida got charged with a felony for changing his teacher's wallpaper. He did it because he uh, unauthorized, unauthorized accessed the computer. Accessed without authority. Yes. Because he used the teacher's administrative password, administrative level password, which was the teacher's last name. Fucking teacher is the one who should have the felony. I think it was, um, what's it? Uh, yeah, hopefully it was not all the teachers have that, but it's really your teacher, your password is your last name, really? Yeah, like that, again, that should have been the, the teacher's fault, not the kid's. I really ha- hope whoever is in charge of the IT department at that school is reaming the teacher. Really? Your password's your last name? Why don't we just make it password, huh? Like, nail the teacher to the wall. Uh, and a chess study with really, really, really cool stats that I encourage people to read. Yes. And that's it. What else we got? Um, well, do you want to do the, uh... Review. Review. Go. It's my week. I'm going to review Cribbage Pro. Cribbage? Cribbage. Do you know how long it's been since I've played Cribbage? I don't know. Do you you know how long it's been since I've played Cribbage? Probably a couple hours. Yeah, pretty much. Do you have a good site to learn how to play Cribbage again? Or does the help teach you Cribbage? Uh, I just, playing beginner Cribbage wasn't that hard. Recommend visiting the American Cribbage Congress website. Yes. Okay, I will go there. Cribbage.org. Wow. Yes, the, the app that I have on my phone, its website is cribbagepro.net, so I'll put a link to that under the random review. Okay, there's a code of ethics for cribbage. Yeah. Why is there a code of ethics? Oh, things like don't mark the cards. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't stack the deck. Secreting cards, secreting cards for later retrieval, including surreptitiously dropping excess dealt cards from the hand. Wow. Okay, well, they, they take that code of ethics very seriously. So, this app I enjoy... I actually started playing Cribbage because Kate had a Cribbage app on her Kindle, so I had a Cribbage app on my Kindle. But on the more difficult levels, it was a little sketchy, the amount of you know four or five card runs that the guy was getting. Yeah, I, I looked at the reviews and it looked like um, the AI is kind of broken. On this app? Yeah. I do not believe so. The, at least the mid-level. I have not tried the advanced AI yet. Mm-hmm. Well, but you just said that it was kind of ridiculous how many runs he was getting. This this was on another app. Oh, okay. So then I was trying to find basically a cribbage app that I knew 
did not stack the deck didn't against cheat. Him. Yeah. So this guy goes into a whole thing about how his how random his deck is. Mm-hmm. And I just broke a pen. That's okay. Um yeah, there's a whole thing about he's he's got a whole uh analysis on his shuffle as a blog post. So he tells exactly how he set up the plug the shuffle to work and all that. How does how does he shuffle his deck? Using the fuller system, I guess. It's it's a mercy twister random looks like this is python oh you should be able to read it then i know i am reading it that's why i realized it was python side note how much of the python class have you done dave nothing additional i just finished up the last quiz i've got to take the final exam before the 28th but then i'll be done Cool. With a hundred out of hundred, basically. Well, depends on how I get on the final exam. So the game, first off, does not cheat in the shuffle. Okay. Also, um, one thing I really enjoy about this, playing in the easy or the medium level, there's an option there where you can do your own point totaling, like you do normally if you play a real live person. Mm -hmm. All right, because if you forget uh, a point, the other person can steal it. Yes, and so the computer is actually set up on the easy and the medium levels to screw up every once in a while. That's nice of it. So it actually feels like you're playing an actual person. So you're like sitting there going, oh wait, he missed two points there. I can say, hey, you missed two points, and I get two points. Granted, yeah. also, if I'm doing my own counting, if I mess up... It then can the steal. Yeah, the computer steals points, which it does every once in a while. I'm looking at it going, oh shit, I missed three points there. Crap. Yep. So that's that's the one thing I love about this is the fact that it feels like I'm actually playing another person. That's good. So yeah, the easy level was uh, now super easy for me. So now I'm on the intermediate level. The computer does not make mistakes though in the advanced level. So because you're no playing like to... a real cribbage player. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I have to go learn cribbage again. So yeah, it's it's a free, there's a free app. There's also a paid version if you want to, but there's also multiplayer aspects of this as well. So you could actually do multiplayer cribbage. So play against somebody else who also has the app. As I said, I'm gonna go learn how to play cribbage, and then we'll play against each other. So yeah, so it's on. That always works well. So yeah, you can get it for Android. You can get it for iPhone or okay. iPad. You can get it for the Nook. Really, any Android device, right? Yeah. There's also, um, using blue stacks, you could actually play it on your PC if you wanted. So, yeah, it's a Cribbage Pro. It's pretty cool Cribbage app. It, the, it looks dated, so it does not look the most appealing Cribbage program I've seen, but it definitely does the job. So if you, if you want to get your Cribbage fix, uh, feel free to download the app. So that's what I've got. Cribbage Pro. Yay, Cribbage. Free app. Hard to say no. Yep. Random topic random topic i rolled ahead of time who has been bitten by the most ticks have you been bitten by a tick i have not been bitten by a tick then the answer is neither of us have you not been bitten by a tick either i have never been bitten by a tick not to my knowledge i feel like that is less of a feat for you than it is for me since I spend very little time in the woods. Yes, and I have, you know, done the whole Boy Cub Scout. Scouts, Boy Scouts, almost Eagle Scout sort of thing. Yep. And, you know, I went camping last year for a couple of days. Yep. I mean, I go for walks in the woods, but usually wearing pants. <laughs> well, it is good to be outside wearing pants. Right. 
That normally is a good thing. So, yeah. Have you ever thought about camping? Yes. How long has that thought lasted? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. How does one measure the amount of time of a thought? I don't know. Has, have, ha- have you acted on that thought ever? Uh, again, like, what do you mean? I.e., did you think, hey, what do I have camping material-wise? Hey, uh, where I could I go camping? I have a tent in the basement that has the word Marlboro on it. I, I don't really like camping. I don't have interest in camping. So weekend at the cottage is good. Weekend in a tent, not good. Not so good, no. Okay, no. that is where you draw the line. Yes. Somewhere between there, there is a line that has been drawn. All right. Cabin without or indoor plumbing? Possible. Still has electricity? Probable. Okay. Why does it have electricity but not indoor plumbing? One of those actually feels like it's more important than the other. Hey, if I remember correctly, there's a stat that says there are more te- uh, more houses with television in them than there are houses with indoor plumbing. Okay. Well, that's odd. Let me double check. No, you don't need to double check that. Okay. I remember I read that in the... Yeah, it feels, it feels weird, but whatever. Okay, da-da-da-da. according to census data from 1999, 98.6% of the U.S. households have plumbing facilities. Only 98.2% had televisions. Oh, okay, so it's less. Never mind. All okay. right, other way. Cool. Okay, so indoor plumbing is maybe electricity, though, is a yes? Like, if it has electricity but not indoor plumbing, that's a, that's a, I could do that. Okay. I would not be happy about it, but I could do it. But if it had indoor plumbing but no electricity? Uh, potentially could also do that. Food becomes an interesting challenge at that point. Yes, yes it does. Because you don't have anything to keep food cold. Well, you could get one of those, uh, Coleman, like, super duty roller coolers that can... Oh, I think But at that point... You should just, like, drag a generator and have electricity. Yes, but then you have to feed the generator. Okay. With the cooler, I think they're up to... The real answer is Dave's not going camping. (laughs) Why does everyone want me to go camping? What? I don't get it. It'd be fun to see you outside of your element, in the elements. You realize I would do just fine, right? Yes, I know, but it's still... it's It's like spotting, like, that white-tailed deer just in your backyard. It's like, oh, what are you doing here? (laughs) You don't belong here. I'm just going to watch you because you seem to be out of that's place. That's what would happen. It's like, Dave, what are, you, what are you doing out here? You don't belong out here. I'd, I'd take a pencil and a piece of paper and I'd start writing out code. <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> or we'd play games. We have plenty of board games and card games. I could play you in cribbage. Or other tabletop games. Or other tabletop games because it is International Tabletop Gaming Day. Oh, look at how that one brought all the way around. Full circle. All right, let's kill it then. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.